0: Jodie Wilson-Raybould letting us know today that she's got lots to say. She wants 30 minutes to speak before she'll be questioned. In other words, she wants to give us her truth before she gets bogged down in detailed questions. And today the prime minister stood up in question period and, well, basically rolled out the rules of what she can say with a couple of butts.
1: Later today, the government will confirm that the member uh, from uh, Vancouver Granville will be able to address relevant matters at the committee while ensuring that the two active court cases are not jeopardized.
0: Hmm. The ones your government's alleged to have interfered with? Those court cases? I'm sure she has nothing to say about those. Yeah, what's to see in those? But what's relevant? Because I can guarantee you when Mike... Uh, Wernick testified that there was absolutely zero relevancy to him announcing how fearful he was that political people would get assassinated or how mean people were being to liberals. I mean, it was ridiculous. But without question, uh, Wilson-Raybould holds the balance of Trudeau's power in her hand. And so now we wait and find out which day will she testify. Because we already know she was pressured pressured as many as three times after after SNC had been told he had gone to court. So that we know. But we do not know her truth. So today the opposition, um, which has limited power on what it can actually do, but Andrew Scheer called on the prime minister to appear as a, a witness, which of course, not happening. They just in fact voted against it. They'll never let that happen. But heck, you know, if Gerald Butts isn't being called, why then would the prime minister show up? Or any other relevant witness? And you can bet Mr. Trudeau will never allow himself to be called. In fact, he was busy today. You know what the prime minister was doing today? He was extremely busy. He was doing hockey picks on TSN. Mm hmm. Yeah, busy, busy, busy days doing hockey picks for TSN. Some draft thing that was going on today. So nonetheless, the opposition accusing Trudeau of altering the course of justice through political interference. And they smell blood in the water. Let's bring in the leader of the conservative, the opposition party, Andrew Scheer. He joins us now. Great to have you here, uh, Mr. Scheer. Uh, you filed a motion that, um, you know, you're hoping to get the, the prime minister to testify. And the, the chances of that, not, not great. Why is it so important to get him on the stand?
1: Well, because his story has changed every day since the scandal first came to light. Uh, the accusations here are very important. Uh, the the allegations are that there was a political interference in an ongoing criminal case against a well-connected uh, company. And uh, the Prime Minister has, uh, first of all, denied that anything happened. Uh, then he changed his story and started blaming uh, other people, started blaming the former Attorney General, Ms. Wilson-Raybould herself. Uh, but what happened last week was very- very interesting, the clerk of the Privy Council, Canada's top bureaucrat, uh, top public servant, said that indeed there was pressure, that there was a sustained, unwanted, and coordinated uh, campaign to get Ms. Wilson-Raybould to let SNC-Lavalin off the hook. And that is unacceptable. We, 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 do not, we cannot live in a country where politicians can pick up the phone and get decisions reversed in an independent criminal proceeding.
0: I'll touch upon that in just a second, but Ms. Wilson-Raybould did issue a statement today, uh, this afternoon, saying that she is looking forward to uh, testifying. We don't exactly know when it's going to happen. We thought maybe it was going to be tomorrow or Wednesday, but she said that she needs 30 minutes to deliver a, a opening st- an, an opening statement, which to me um, suggests that she has a whole lot of truth, albeit the Prime Minister today in question period made it clear that it would be only pertaining to relevant uh, issues. Mm-mm.
1: Well, for- from day one, this has been part of the problem. Uh, Justin Trudeau asks us to just trust him and accept his version of events. And when that doesn't uh, doesn't hold, he starts speaking for other people. You'll remember he was speaking for Miss Wilson-Raybould, saying that her presence in cabinet speaks for itself. Uh, she then promptly resigned. Uh, he now announced today that he will uh, allow her to speak, but only on things that he deems relevant to the case. Uh, well, I'm sorry, but, you know, that doesn't cut it. You either you are either you either have nothing to hide and you welcome investigations and you welcome the light of day or you're trying to cover something up and you keep aspects of that hidden and we're now into the third week of this scandal every step along the way liberals under the direction of Justin Trudeau have blocked attempts to get key witnesses to testify uh, they blocked the attempt to get a public inquiry where an independent uh, nonpartisan uh, it, it, judge or uh, or lawyer could have gone through this whole or uh, affair and come up with the answers for Canadians, and now he seems to be limiting what Miss R- wilson Rabel will be able to say when she finally does appear before the committee.
0: Well, at the same point, she can take responsibility for herself. I mean, 30 minutes is a long opening statement. I mean, within two minutes of his opening statement, which I didn't expect him to make, the Privy Council uh, basically uh, barfed out a lot of stuff to be chewed upon for a long time. I mean, it was absurd but she could say a whole lot and she does hold the Prime Minister's fate in her hands uh, but it's not going to cut it if she doesn't actually provide Canadians with some kind of in- information
1: well you're you're exactly right and I think that's why she needs to be allowed to speak without any restriction uh, she holds the truth in her hand and ultimately it will be uh, up to you know it, depend on what Justin Trudeau actually uh, did or didn't do. But I would go back to the point that, and you referenced it as well, what the clerk of the Privy Council has already said mm-hmm. is enough to know that there is, that there was major interference in this case. Uh, Ms. Wilson-Raybould was asked to overturn a decision from Canada's top prosecutor who had determined that based on the criteria as the law is written, SNC-Lavalin did not qualify for a special deal. The a former Attorney General, Ms. Wilson-Raybould, agreed with that decision, decided not to overturn it. And then over the course of several weeks, there were several meetings, multiple interactions where she was put, she was leaned on. She was urged to change her mind, to reverse her decision. That in and of itself, to me, is enough to know that this was an inappropriate course of action for Justin Trudeau to take. He needs to answer for that. That's why we wanted to get him to committee, so that we could determine exactly how much of this happened with his direction, with his knowledge, and uh, with his consent.
0: Okay, but the word pressure keeps coming up, and we know now that this is on record. There were meetings. There was pressure from the Privy Council himself. If she admits um, that she felt pressure, but nothing other than, you know, he said, she said, that narrative is born, where does this go?
1: Well, that's why uh, we continue to call for for independent analysis of this, either through a public inquiry. Uh, we know that people are raising the idea of a criminal investigation. That's normally how things uh, proceed when there's a uh, disagreement on facts. Uh, the if we remember Justin Trudeau on day one denied that there was even pressure. His his, his opening uh, position on this was that he did not direct nor put pressure on uh, Jody wilson Rabel to change her mind. So he's already been caught out in in saying something that isn't true i don't trust him i don't trust the he said version of of this uh... story and whether or not one person thinks that it's appropriate pressure the fact of the matter is with, if Miss Wilson Raybould said no, that no has to stand. If she if she denies that request, it's because it's based on law. It's beca- it's not just a matter of opinion. It's not just that she has a position on a policy issue. She is Canada's. She was Canada's chief legal officer. And when a judge, when a when an attorney general makes a decision based on law, we we cannot allow other politicians to try to interfere to overturn that. That makes us, as a country, uh, lose the independence of our judicial system. We don't want to live in a country where there's one set of rules for the rich and powerful and another for the rest of us. We don't want to live in a country where the prime minister can get his friends off the hook by leaning on an attorney general. It's completely unacceptable. And what I've heard from the clerk of the Privy Council last week, from Justin Trudeau being caught saying things that aren't true, to me, it's enough to know that something very wrong happened here, possibly even uh, rising to the point where the RCMP uh, should be taking a look at it.
0: And which brings me to my next question. At what point can you, as the opposition leader, call for that? Can
1: you? Well, we can certainly call for it, uh, and I would note that former Attorney generals, uh, uh, specifically the former Attorney General in Ontario, former Liberal Attorney General, has already indicated that many Canadians have been investigated by the RCMP for a lot less than this. Uh, and it seems like every week there's another bombshell revelation uh, as to the nature of these types of meetings that were had. So, again, we continue to try to get to the bottom of this. Um, we're going to continue to, to use the parliamentary justice committee to to launch this to continue on with the investigation uh at some point that that is a determination that we will be looking at
0: and and look ottawa's small and there's a lot of gossip and rumor in in ottawa but have you heard of liberals expressing interest in coming over to your party are those conversations happening
1: well, I, I, I would not want to, uh, to, to, to to speculate on that type of thing. We I know I hear from people all across the country who voted Liberal, who supported uh, the Liberal Party, uh, indicate that they're coming with us now. Uh, we did have a, high, a very high-profile Liberal member of Parliament, Leona As- Alislev, make the decision that this government had lost the moral authority to govern uh, and joined our party. And uh, we did have two Liberal members of Parliament vote against their own party last week and support our calls for an independent inquiry. So. I do get the sense that there are a lot of liberals out there in the in the in the government benches very uncomfortable that they're being asked to participate in a cover-up of this magnitude that people like Gerald butts and Justin Trudeau and, and key figures in the Prime Minister's office have have asked them now to, 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 to carry their water to, to, to cover for them and they're feeling uh, very betrayed by their own team and uh, and I can only say that that you know each and every one of those liberal MPs needs to make a decision about whether or not They're going to put principle ahead of their own political party.
0: Just before I let you go, Mr. Scheer, you know, quickly, the Liberals have made it clear, uh, Mr. Lametti, that they will still consider looking at remediation. Um, And they've also expressed that they'll create uh, rules or change the the legislation or the rules uh, to make it so that they can fix this kind of scenario from happening. I mean, is that something that uh, you can stop? I mean, it looks come hell or high water, they're going to try to get this thing done.
1: Well, that is certainly the the impression they're giving, and I I, I would like to zero in on Mr. Lametti's comments that he's still considering one of these special deals for SNC-Lavalin. That, to me, is another proof point that something very inappropriate happened in this whole affair, because we have to remember, if all that happened was that meetings took place where officials in the Prime Minister's office were trying to encourage Miss Wilson-Raybould to change her mind, that would be bad enough. Uh, but it culminated in her losing her position, so there were clearly consequences to her not doing what Justin Trudeau was telling her to do. Now you add in the fact that the new Attorney General is quite happy to do what Justin Trudeau wants. I mean, that, 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 that to me is another proof point that they are interfering in this in a very uh, to, to to a very large degree. Now the questions about what else can be done to 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 to, to mitigate the economic impacts or to to protect the individuals working at a, at a company. For, first of all, let me just say I, I do uh, have a great deal of sympathy for your your you know your average employee of SNC-Lavalin who who goes about his or her day just doing their job, building things, filing paperwork. Uh, we can have a conversation about how best to look after those people, but we. Cannot say that it's good for the economy to now create a system where rich and well-connected companies can get lawmakers to do their bidding. That it will have devastating impacts for, uh, for our society, for our rule of law, and also, I would argue, for the economy. If, if businesses around the world look in at Canada and say, hey, you know, if I hire the right government lobbyist, I can basically do whatever I want, uh, that's going to have a very negative impact on our country.
0: We will continue to watch. Mr. Shear, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much. Always a pleasure.
0: That is leader of the conservatives, Andrew Shear. So keep an eye on this because all eyes are on that testimony and when it takes place, maybe next week, possibly as early as Wednesday. It's one of those things everybody is watching. Quick break here. We will tackle all of this and more. we got a busy uh, counterpoint coming right up at the end of the show. Uh, at the end of the hour. At the end of the hour. That was English in another language. Uh, At the end of the hour, I'll go over some of the uh, autism uh, angles today uh, because it's getting ugly, man. These guys have got to get ahead of their messaging because the messaging is just suffocating them. Quick break here, and uh, we'll be back with Counterpoint here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.